Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. That sound of the chimes lingering in the air is the same as the feeling of caffeine hitting my bloodstream. How's that for poetic? Today is Thursday, May 26th. And uh, if you're on video, you can see by the light, it's a little bit smoky here this morning, not terribly, but definitely enough to feel it, smell it. Fires aren't growing bigger. We just had to do with like how the, uh, the air masses settled in overnight. And I need to water my plants. Oh, they're not too bad. So, um, here we are. (laughs) So let's see, I am making progress on the book. Um, thank you. Those of you who, uh, chimed in with oh no on me extending the release date but also being willing to wait for it to be right uh <laughs> i always feel a little chagrined when you guys say stuff like you know take whatever time you need to make it make it right make it be good that's like oh well am i going to do that <laughs> well will i actually make it be good i didn't know that was part of it i just wanted to make sure it was finished but no, no, I'm, I, I do. I am kidding. Um, that is part of my problem is that I have been going back and wanting, wanting it to make sense. I'm hoping it will make sense. <sighs> so what, Ooh, sorry, kick the table. Uh, one thing I've been meaning to address is some people have complained about uh, the Ray Bradbury Nebula Award, which is given to uh, people who write for the screen, that the winners were um, the writers of WandaVision, and which is Marvel, which is Disney, and Sifwa is currently engaged in um, a huge effort, has been for more than a year, of getting Disney to pay their creators. <laughs> so for those of you who have not been informed on the whole Disney must pay effort, <clears throat> what happened is that Disney has been, <clears throat> boy, I'm a little throaty from that smoke, aren't I? Yeah. Already out here though. That Disney has been acquiring lots of other franchises as Disney do. And among them, they acquired like Star Wars, a uh, whole bunch of stuff. The, you know, like the Dark Horse stuff, Vampy, Vampy, Vampy the Buffer Slayer, <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, yes, I am still brain dead. I'm feeling better, but I am brain dead. And so, for an example, what happened is that this originally came to our attention because Alan Dean Foster, a CIFWA member of longstanding and probably familiar name to many of you, uh, discovered that his 
books that he had written for George Lucas back in the day that he had written the the Star Wars work for hire books <clears throat> that or I it may not be fair to call it work for hire but he was definitely hired to write these books and they were very successful that when Disney bought Star Wars the whole Star Wars franchise that they then stopped paying Alan Dean Foster royalties on those books. <laughs> um, and they even came out with like new versions like snazzy versions and still didn't pay him. And when he realized he hadn't gotten a royalty payment in a really long time and he needed the money you know that's the thing is he was fighting cancer and needed the money. So his agent tried to reach Disney and failed they just simply this is something that Disney does is that they simply don't respond. And so we got involved and a bunch of other writers organizations got involved and began the Disney must pay task force and eventually Alan Dean Foster did get paid but Disney's argument was that when they bought these franchises that they had acquired the rights without the obligations. So let's just take a moment I'll stare into the camera (laughs) rights without the obligations. So basically that meant that they thought that they could just buy Star Wars and uh, have all of the rights without honoring any of the previous obligations of the contracts. Whereas our position was and is a contract is a contract and you have to honor the contract. So uh, Alan Dean Foster eventually got paid some other people got paid but Disney has continued to be recalcitrant about contacting authors. They if if an author comes to them or comes to them through us and fights for it eventually Disney will start paying them but they won't take it upon themselves to actually go through their own paperwork and contracts and honor those contracts on their own which is a continual source of frustration. Um, and it's just how Disney does business and it's not awesome. One of the great implications of this of course is that it would be a very simple way to cut creators out of the loop if this sort of thing is actually legal to do. So you know if um, for example St. Martin's is a subsidiary of Macmillan and they own the rights to my forgotten empires books they could simply sell my books over to Tor and Tor would then gain the rights without the obligations and they would no longer have to pay me anything or my agent. (laughs) Um, So you could see how this is a really terrible precedent and Disney gets away with it out of might and that's awful. So well that's the background. So when these writers for WandaVision won the Nebula Award for the Ray Bradbury Nebula Award uh, some people have pushed back on us and said why are you giving Disney an award we should be boycotting them and and it's important to address this because all along we've been very very clear please do not boycott these enterprises don't boycott the works or the writers because we still we want them to be paid we want them to uh, earn the accolades and the money 
for their work. That's what we're about. So yes, we are going to give a Nebula Award to writers of WandaVision um, because I'll tell you what, Disney doesn't care whether or not they won a Nebula Award. They're not going to plaster the Nebula Award sticker on the WandaVision streaming or the special CD edition or something like that. But those writers those writers joined in online and they were giddy. They were just delighted to have won the award because that's what keeps creators going. Right? So, so that's the reasoning there. I can understand why people jump to boycott, but you know, boycott is just not, not productive in this kind of situation. So, um, other than that, uh, each day is getting better. I got to um, see my friend Megan Mulry last night and uh, it was very funny because I, I went and got my hairs did got my color. <coughs> oh, smoke is making me sneeze too. Um, and I ran some errands which was good just stupid things to get off my list. Um, picked up a screen that I had rebuilt for the house and our, our house is now 20 years old, almost 20 years old. And it's funny because I still think of it as a new house, but the, the screens really start to deteriorate. And so I've just started like every spring when I get the screens out and put them back on the windows, uh, I take the one that is the most damaged and have it either repaired or in this case, totally rebuilt. So, and I picked up some shoes that I had repaired, dumb things like this. And I went and put down the deposit on my fountain. I did take a picture of it this time. So I will post a picture of it in the, um, I don't know. I want to say the showroom, but that's probably an extra, you know, the yard where they have it set up. And then got my hairs did and picked up Megan so that we could go scope out the place for where she's getting married uh, a week from this Saturday, June 4th, because I'm doing the flowers. And so we, you know, went and, you know, scoped it out, made plans and all of this. But it was very funny because when I picked her up, she was uh, stressed out from work and just thinking about all the details for the wedding. And she was like, Oh my God, I wish we'd just eloped. We could have kept this simple. And I said, uh, (laughs) I said, everybody thinks that 10 days before their wedding that, you know, that they wish that they had eloped instead of doing the party. And when it gets there, it'll be fun and you'll be glad you did it. And she got all annoyed with me. And it made me think of that when you run into a Taoist on the path, uh, run the other direction. I was like, Oh, I was too Dallas then wasn't I? She's like, I just want to bitch about it. Jeffy. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Understood. Please continue. So, <laughs> you know, it's just, um, it was interesting hearing about her week cause she had had a very stressful week too. Um, but in totally different ways. And, you know, so we, we shared our stress with each other and then we went and, uh, Charlie joined us. We went to La Casa Sena and we sat the courtyard and we had wonderful rosé drinks. They have this frosé slushy, which is, um, 
I don't know what all they put in it. It was rosé wine and a simple syrup and I don't know what else some other liquor in there um like vodka something like that and then in a slushy they actually had the big slushy machine I'd, I I only sipped at it because I'd ordered a glass of rosé and they brought me the frosé and I was like oh no sorry I maybe didn't say it right but then we Megan was looking at it, it was beautiful they had a little orchid blossom in it and we're like oh well maybe we should try it we'll just keep it and sip it between ourselves because we're both trying not to do sugar reader Megan ended up having three of them so that was um, a delicious delight and she deserved the treat so uh yeah so it was just really relaxing I felt like I relaxed for the first time in days sitting there with them and uh yeah beautiful evening light yeah perfect in every way I'm gonna sneeze again smoke 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 so um yeah you know perspective is important uh I've probably been a while since I've talked about the whole being knocked off your pillow thing I know a number of you have picked up on that metaphor it's a good one you know that for new listeners it comes from the idea the like the martial artists get all uppity and sneery and say well yoga is all well and good but what happens when someone knocks you off your pillow and with the implication being that you need to learn how to fight and the thing about it is that yeah you know things are all well and good while you get to meditate on your pillow peacefully but every once in a while life knocks you off the pillow not necessarily um the aggressive attack that the martial artists seem to uh be forever anticipating and believe me I've been around I you know studied martial arts for 15 years and they're like have this idea that everybody's at war you know it's like oh you're at war with the world whether you know it or not okay uh to be to be perfectly honest I do not agree so but we do get knocked off our pillow and it kind of comes around to some of the other things that people talk about is that the that the measure of character in a person that you really discover what a person is about when they are under difficult circumstances you know it's it's fairly easy to be nice when everything's going great but when things get stressful when things get difficult and awful when you are called upon to decide whether or not to stand up for a particular principle um that's that's really you learn a lot from people when when the chips you learn a lot about people when the chips are down I should say and um I've learned some things about a couple people this week that uh yeah um you know some people get can can be very unkind when they're when they're upset and angry and you know you get knocked off your pillow you know maybe you do come up fist swinging but I do think that it's important to keep things in perspective um 
Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say something. Um, <clears throat> a friend of mine is sick. I was I was going to say who it was, but then I'm not sure that they would want me to. Um, has discovered that they have cancer. You know, a lot of people are discovering that they have cancer right now and or other types of chronic diseases like that. And I remember the predictions early on in the pandemic that this would happen that because people stayed in and avoided doctors and hospitals for a couple of years that a lot of screenings would get missed. And I think that's why we're seeing such a surge. Um, seen a lot of people just being really upset people being really angry about things uh, in the US we had another gun massacre uh, school kids just really awful I'm not going to talk about that much but you know it's people are just um, there's so much to be upset about and boy people are are doing it getting upset and I'm, I don't think that's helping anything I think that Yes, we need to fight for reproductive rights. We need to fight for gun laws, but we also need to exhibit some, some grace under pressure, right? Uh, Try to be a little bit kinder to one another and maybe not come up fists swinging. So, but that's uh, your local neighborhood Taoist speaking and yeah, putting things in perspective, you know, it's, um, can get very upset about what organizations do or don't do, but, but yeah, it's, um, well, it comes back to something that I mention a lot, you know, that people will sometimes say, well, this isn't that important of a problem compared to this other person's problems. And it's like, yeah, but it's still a problem. It might be a champagne problem, but it's still something that you're working through. You know, all of us just trying to find that balance on the pillow again. So um, I'm glad to be feeling a little bit more balanced now. Time with friends makes a difference, doesn't it? So uh, with that, I'm going to go. I do have writer coffee this morning, so that'll be fun. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. You all take care. And uh, be kind to yourselves and maybe someone else too. Bye-bye.